get started. So, hello, film family. We have got a superstar, a legend, an experienced woman who I've, I've had the privilege of working, I think it's only one or two jobs max in the commercials because, you know, more than, more than not, it's just dominating the world of features and, and all those high-end stuff that I'll never have the chance to get on. But she said yes to a chat. I'm going to take it. Um, thank you so much for coming on, legend. Um, so without more talking from me, what is your name and what is your role on the call sheet? I'm sorry, I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> You've uh, got to give the intro uh, to the people that need an really intro. Funny. It's like, what? Um, hi, everybody. Um, my name's Spob O'Brien and I'm a key hair and makeup supervisor, mainly working in film and TV. But nice. I, I do the commercials in between. And what does that role mean to you? Uh, it's a big grown-up job now. <laughs> so yeah. anyway, um, the key hair and makeup supervisor, you're called key because we look after everything and all the actors that are actually on the main truck. So it's mm -hmm. all the top talent. Um, I'm there to facilitate the designer. Mm -hmm. So the designer and I, on the job that we've just been doing, I'm on a massive, um, huge and almost episodic TV drama. Of course you drama. are. Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> Does it get any um, bigger? Um, and uh, the designer and I work hand in hand with each other, <laughs> but to actually take away all the housework stuff or admin stuff, that's what I do. So I take that all away from her. Okay. So we'll do the fitting. So, for example, actor comes in, we start the fitting, we measure for the wigs. I've already been on the phone to the wig suppliers, the yep. wig maker, the facials, the teeth. You name it, whatever they've got to have, the prosthetic people. Um, so I'm that centre point that will facilitate everything that comes out, the design look from the designer. Okay. And then I have a coordinator underneath me who then does all the ordering. So um, It's quite logistical. Oh, yeah, it's know, lovely. For, for lovely. a department that's... Yeah, yeah, spreadsheets and documents <laughs> and PDFs. It's like you kind of think you know, hair, makeup, styling, and you just think creative brushes, things, face, people, contact, create, you know, but actually behind all of that, there needs to be that logistical brain. Now, did you know about that role when you first started or did you just start off going, I want to be a hair and makeup stylist? Well, th this role has only come about, I'd probably say since, because it, it, was, it was basically, it was a crowd supervisor. That's how it tended to come about. In okay. smaller TV, you had a supervisor, which meant that you were the grown-up on the bus. Oh. Um, the one that and, if people were smoking, they'd be like, oh, she's coming quick, you know, throw it out. <laughs> no, I wasn't smoking, mum, sorry. Um, or told you when you did your overtime and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. This, this role, as the jobs have got bigger, you have more people to look after, mm -hmm. more actors to look after. So um, as jobs have just got bigger, so like everything to do with that's all on big the streaming channels, all their jobs are huge, yeah. like huge. Massive A-listers as well. Yeah. And yeah. it's like all the big films, you know, you all have on films, you can be in four separate locations and you've got to man manage that as well as making sure that the creative look is seen and done and it's, mm. it's on the right documents and it's gone to all the right people and it's been signed off left, right and centre. And your designer is going to all the correct meetings and 
it's you know it's down to the smallest mustache that needs making and you know they decided the night before they wanted a mustache making and you've got to get somebody to work overnight and have it delivered the following morning wow so um loving yeah, it suit you you like it i love it yeah <laughs> Let's talk about the reason that. I love it. Yeah, I, the reason I love it. I mean, I get to be in the beginning creative part, which is fantastic. So you're there literally with the design and you're, they're usually bouncing things off you because you've got to have a okay. sounding board. Yeah, yeah. And with the years of experience I've had, I can go, oh, what about this? Or how about that? And I go, oh, yeah, maybe we'll try. And then, you know, you usually have two assistants with you helping at the same time and they're running off going and getting extra wigs, facial, you name it. Um, and so you're part of that beginning process, but then you take it away and then you have to go back to your budget and make sure that that character has enough money on their budget line. And how many wow. times do you have to repeat that? Yeah. And the scene that comes in, you know, two episodes down where they lose their ear or uh, they suddenly become a different person because they walk through a time zone or, you know, these umpteen things that we have in scripts that you have to plot in and make sure there's enough money in the budget line. Yeah. Um, and, so, and things change all the time, as we know, with scripts changing and then you suddenly have to go back and go, oh, Christ, mate, I need to move the budget around a bit. I need to put mm. a bit of money from here to there. But you're also looking at the budget line for uh, continuity. So have I bought multiples enough yeah. of this? Do I need resets for the time that you know the, yeah. it gets shot and the thing, the head blows up? Yeah. yeah. So you're constantly um, like trying to be 20 steps ahead of everything. Nice. Um, as uh, one of the designers I'm working for at the moment, um, she says it's like watching... Um, a scene for the matrix because she sees me <laughs> when i ask her a question it's like uh, no it's like all the screens coming up <laughs> like, where are they <laughs> and it's just like i could she says you she'll ask me a question and i literally she says you sort of stare in midair and i know you're looking at one of your multiple screens <laughs> <and so forth. laughs> so i have this really organized brain yeah um that lives in like a really weird spreadsheet world um and i have to balance the budget the team the creative look yeah um and then keep the whole machine running so all the changes that are always coming through whether it's it's script schedule uh, oh gosh, goodness me it can be a cast change it can be anything yeah I've got to be at the forefront of it but I cannot do it uh, on this particular job. I cannot do it without my coordinator and mm. the coordinator I've got. It's the first time she's ever done this. So we're, I'm training up in the job. Wow. That's a new position that's coming in mm. um, because I physically couldn't do every single order. No. Like our purchase order books are huge. Yeah. And I just couldn't do that. So, so what have you done? Kind of grab someone from the world of production. You've got like a PA in or is yes. it someone that knows about makeup that has to do it? No, I, what I wanted, I wanted somebody at new production really well. They had to come out of the production office. Yeah. I, I didn't need another creative. I've got enough mm. of those I'm dealing with. Yeah. Um, so I needed somebody really organised, mm. um, a little bit OCD, a little bit Love really it. OCD. Yeah, yeah you got <laughs> and me. would understand my methods and would come into my room and my room just looks like, you know, it's logistics centre. It's the brain. 
Um, I just got pic- I can picture it and there's like <laughs> there's like all the scripts and stuff on and then there's lines coming to this it's like you know that yeah. thing in, in beautiful um, mind and he's just trying to figure it all out oh I love all that love but it's it. all got to be really colorful as well so oh, it's yeah. like every post it needs a certain color where it's gone who's coming in but the designer loves coming into my office and then she'll lift post-its up and down and then moves them around and go what are you doing she says no we're moving that but that's going over here and that's going to happen here and then I have to go into her room to look at her huge chart which is like the big creative and I go okay because she might have read pages that I haven't had a chance to read yet so we're constantly having to do that with each other we are literally running alongside each other it's great do you ever get to be on set when you're in that role yeah, so also in our role as well, um, uh, we go first thing in the morning, as mm-hmm. always, you know, crack off. Yeah. Um, so alarm's going off at three and four in the morning. Um, you know what that's I know what it's like. Are you going to see if I'm, my, my COVID alarm in the minute has been six and I'm setting out for five just to, just in case. Really? I start coming up, yeah, yeah. I'm, and I'm doing um, loads of stuff in the morning. I'm oh, yeah, smashing, yeah. like, I'm just getting probably four hours of stuff that I would normally do during the day with kids and things and lunch. I'm just getting all of that done in the morning. Amazing. Oh no. So I'm sleeping in, I'm nah. getting up at about half nine, 10 o'clock. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, I love the fact that I can lie in bed and go, what should I do today? <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. um, I bet there must be a change, you know, cause oh, uh, it's, it's fantastic. But like I always say to the team, when we're, when we've got really busy weeks, at mm. work and I'll schedule when you look at it and you just look at that week and you go you don't know how you're going to get to the end of it mm. and you know that there's going to be added overtime uh, because you've got to set three wigs at the end of the day which need to be used the following morning straight away or um, have you lined up all the pro bondos to make sure the scars and everything will be ready for the next day it's just all about you know it's going to be a really difficult week mm. and I always say to the team look at your overtime and you bank your overtime off to one side yeah that will be your time off work it out in the hours when you finish this job nice you'll be able to have a month maybe two months off and you're being paid for it i said think of it in that way yeah, and then they, they they look at their overtime and the difficult hours in a whole different way because yeah. you you because our job is really hard in our department we can be 14 16 hour days mm. and so you have to actually have a different mindset mm. you have to go it's endurance you yeah. can get through it you will get to the end of the week you will sleep um because you're there it's pre-calls and as you said it's you know seconds and seconds and wardrobe makeup and it's like you're there a couple of if minimum at least two hours before the rest of the crew and then you've got to then sort of get yourself sorted for the next day and that's a really interesting way of looking at your overtime so it's not just oh there's another you know there's another pair of this there's another brand new watch and there's a this and the other it's like actually no that's my time off yeah yeah i like that it's really, really important to work out your time off after these jobs. Mm. It's really important not to jump from one massive job to another. You've yeah. got to decompress. Mm. Uh, you've got to allow your body to relax and you've got to allow your brain to switch off. Yeah. Um, because you've been running at 100 miles an hour. And most, most uh, film, TV, uh, hair and makeup departments, I reckon you could put them out in the front line anywhere. They could do anything. 
honestly, yeah. I mean, I know everybody and like people probably listening to this go, yeah, it's makeup, it's the glam squad, it's all of that. Yeah, we might play along with that, but come down to it. That's we tough. can well, no, we can switch up really quickly. Mm. Like, you know what it's like on commercial sisters, like suddenly they can go to you, uh, can you be bald now? Yeah. <laughs> and you've got a man with a full head of hair and a full yeah. beard, and you're going, yeah, uh, I need five minutes, is that okay? And then you're upstairs, and all of a sudden you're all there. Yeah. I know it sounds like bald, you just shave everything off, but you might just have to put a bald cap on him. Yeah, yeah. Not just shave his hair off, because mm. he needs that for the next day shooting. Mm. So you're always constantly juggling around with the next part. And in, in this on this particular job that I'm doing, it, or was doing, um, as soon as we got everybody ready in the morning, that's the whole team. Everybody made two makeup trailers and you're every 45 minutes to an hour, there was another actor in your chair. Mm. Um, so complete massive looks, wigs, prosthetics, just uh, makeup, blood, uh, you name it. It was everything, everything you could possibly think of thrown yeah. you every morning. And it's so much um, concentration. Like, you know, you kind of say, oh yeah, everything is going to go on the rest of it. It's like, there are days that I'm seconding and I just, I can't let the team, like, it's just impossible for me to kind of let them have breakfast and let them do stuff. And they're like, there's part, beads of, they're just co- like having to concentrate that hard for two, three hours. It's exhausting. Yeah. I don't know. I, on it, like, I just kind of put people in a chair. I'm like, there you go. Let it, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? But I, yes, it's, and, and I guess, is that where you started? Did you kind of, were you always in features? Was, was it always makeup or were you running or what's your, what's your story in? Oh, my story in uh, way, way, way back in the old <laughs> time. Um, I originally, I wanted to be a physiotherapist. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had this real thing when I was at school. I loved art. I was really artistic. Mm. Um, but I was mad on science. Mm. And I went to a bonkers Catholic school where they didn't let girls do science. So it made me more determined. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course <laughs> that, that. yeah. You say I can't. Thanks, thanks, thanks very much, Father. <laughs> <laughs> and I got myself into the um, science classes. Amazing. Um, yeah, uh, but I loved it. So anyway, the only way to do that from where I came from, because I, I grew up in Ramsgate down in Kent, um, mm. and, you know, to be a physiotherapist was just like, that was a beyond, that was, you know, my parents didn't know what that was all about. What? She wants, what? Therapist? What, you want What's to talk that? to people? <laughs> <laughs> don't even think that was around then. And um, so I went to a hair and beauty college and it was a really tough course to get in on. Mm. But it was, it was this course where you did uh, art and science alongside each other. Oh, nice. So I know people go, oh, yes, you went to beauty college. Um, we learned cosmetic science. Yep. So I learned how to make all the products that we use today. Wow. Yeah. We had to do phot- photography. If you fail photography, it's like all these extra parts on that. You did wig making in it. You did body therapy in it. You did, you learned how to be a personal trainer. Wow. Uh, you learned nutrition. You learned how to be a florist. You learned how to be a hairdresser, barber, uh, beauty therapist, you name it. But you took all these exams as you went along over the three years. Mm. And if you failed, you got kicked out. And that was the level you were allowed to work at. Hardcore. It was proper hardcore. There was only 16 of us at the end of the three-year course. How many did it start with? 
well, there were three classes of, I think about oh, wow. 30 each. Yeah. But everybody was quite happy to leave. You know, they went, yeah. no, this is where I want. That's why I'm going off. And they had those qualifications to offer it. Yeah. But in the final year, there was this, um, they used to bring in all these, you know, people from industry to come and talk to you. Mm. Um, and there was this guy come in called Ron Freeman. Now he ran uh, the Royal Opera House hair and makeup department. I nice. knew nothing about opera <laughs> and then I knew as a kid from then I knew nothing yeah. <laughs> I knew about beach parties no. <laughs> uh, wanted to be a physiotherapist that's yeah. what I was looking at anyway I was sat um, and he was doing his talk about it and he was so funny and then there was this moment I don't know what he said to me but it literally was like bing I want to do that what's that nice. Um, so I asked him, could I go and visit him? So a few weeks later, I popped up to London, went to the Royal Opera House, went into that hair and makeup department, and that was it. I was sold. He opened a drawer, and there was the, I don't know if you ever heard them at school, the big art drawers, it used to have the big sheets of yeah. paper. Yeah, yeah. Well, they used to, they, and I don't know if they still do, but they had all their swatches of hair lined up. So you open wow. the blonde drawer, you open the red drawer, you open the dark brown drawer. It's just yeah. like bundles of pound bundles of hair in there and there was somebody having a hair bleach there was somebody making something and then he took me into the makeup room which was the principal's makeup room mm. still to this day that makeup room to me is like oh. the holy grail <laughs> you get nervous you just it was all white and shiny and like it was just like going oh my god what do you do here you paint people <laughs> um so uh, that was just the moment. And I said, how do I do this? And he yeah. said, uh, you have to get this paper called The Stage and you have to buy it every week and you read it from front to back. The jobs are in the back and you apply for the jobs. So I went, okay. So in the meantime, I got myself a job in a toupee salon at the side of Victoria Station. Oh, what, for <laughs> just, for like, <laughs> for a little syrup and just... <laughs> Good, nice. It was called Hair Forever. <laughs> <laughs> Until it blows off. <laughs> Until it blows off. Um, so we used to put, I did that for six months, and for six months I read the stage. So I got But weirdly, know. that feels like a, like if you're going to do any kind of work experience, you know, mm. actually working in a two page, it makes sense. You know, it's yeah. not like, oh, I did two weeks, you know, working in an accountant's filing papers. You're like, no, I was with people's heads. Yeah. I learned how to, did you do that specifically or is it just something that just fell into your lap? Yeah, because I, I remember asking at college, because at college I was the one that set up my own hairdressing round because I actually worked out that everybody that came into our college during uh, term time to have their hair or their makeup done, like nails, anything, yeah. I worked out that when we were on holiday, mm. they didn't get their hair and nails done, they just have to go to bog standard. So I set up a little business. Of course you did. <laughs> and I, I handed out these little written notes to all these women going if you'd like to just give me a ring my, my mum and myself taking appointments on the phone at home <laughs> and I was allowed to drive her car as long as I took her to work in the morning and picked her up at the end of the day Brilliant. but I literally just went round doing um, old ladies hairdos and if once they were all in their rollers I would say can I practice doing a makeup or can I practice doing nails or can I practice doing a pedicure on you? So I kept my skills up during That's you really know, when clever. We were at college. 
So I asked them at college and they said, well, you really need to get something in the beauty trade. And I looked at all the beauty trade papers and I went up South Moulton Street and all around there. And it was, it was too, I don't know how to put it. It was too straight for me. I wanted mm. a weird job. Yeah. I wanted to put wigs on bald people and I wanted yeah. to just paint old ladies. It's great. Love well, it. This fantastic tutor I had at college and she said, look, if you want to really go and be a physiotherapist, you're going to have to go back to uni. You're going to have to do seven years of training. Wow. She said, go and have a year off. Yeah. And I think I'm 34 years now having that year off. <laughs> <laughs> so, Best year yeah. off your life. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. I don't know where I saw this job. I probably saw it in the back of hairdressers journal or something. Anyway, I got this job at the two post I did it for six months read the stage back to front every week and then this job came up and I applied for it um, and it was for Glyndebourne Festival Opera uh, mm-hmm. to be their training well it's to be their junior we used to be called then yeah. um, and so I just went down to this glorious place I knew nothing about it never heard an opera did you life. blag did you blag it oh no, no. yes I love the no. no, didn't at all. I just went, never seen an opera, don't know what they are. Good on, I, yeah. I just did, just did, look, this is where I'm from. I was just totally honest. Honest, yeah, amazing. Um, I got the job. Um, Come on! And you lived on site. Nice. Um, so we lived Did on you site. tell them what you'd been doing in the side hustle and the doing in yeah. the two pain? Oh, yeah. Because so that, that kind of stuff, I'm like... A little, you... little, little story of Spob. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cause I didn't have much to put on my CV then. So I just mm. had to write the story. So I used to do this or I used to do that. And I think she was mainly looking for somebody who would mix in with the team. Mm. And, um, and the, the only thing they did say to me that when I got the job, uh, the first day I was working, they said, do you go by any other name? And cause my real name is Sharon. Yeah. So, um, I said, well, my mates call me Spob cause it's short for Sharon Paul O'Brien and yeah. it stuck. And they all called me Spob. That was it. So You're that's in. Where it came well, you became part of the, one of the team instantaneously. Bonk. Here's Spob. Yeah. It, it's, and honestly, I just, I found my home there. So you, they had parties for the, you know, for a drop of a hat at, at Glyndebourne. Um, George and Mary Christie, who owned it. Um, beautiful, gorgeous people. Their sons mm. now run Glyndebourne real family place it's a fantastic place for anyone nice. to go and work in our industry at all if you can ever get to do a season at Glyndebourne it's it's magical it really is uh, it's in the Sussex Downs it's just it's just Amazing. fantastic um, and then that was on my CV and I can't tell you uh, Barbie Burrows who was my boss there and she just went go away because I thought I was going to stay there forever she mm. went go away don't come back for at least six years. And I was gutted. What? I was just like, what? How long had you been there when she said it? I'd been there a season, which you started in the April and you finished in the September. Oh, was, wow. Yeah, did she just, do that to everyone or just you specifically? She was like... Me, well, she did it to a lot of them were on. Uh, they came down just to do the contract for that time. Hmm. And there was only, I think there was only three of them that were on full uh, yearly contracts. Hmm. Everybody else was on seasonal contracts. But she just went to me, no. You need to go. This this will do it for you. Go. And she said, you can come back, but go. Go and go and find your way. Because nice. she didn't want me to be stuck there, which mm. is brilliant. I mean, I've said this to I say it to all my trainees, don't just stay one place, go and try as many jobs, everything. Doesn't yeah. matter if you're working on a checkout, doesn't matter where you do 
you've always seen different faces in front of you which make your characters and your characters will stay in your head forever every job you nice. do will lead you on to something else and you learn everything you learn so much from every single job you mm. do um i'd love to just yes. ask about that because people that listen on the podcast it's like just the way that Bob just described that building up of characters that's a really interesting concept that i never even thought about for that department so do you just is it something like say if you were to work in a checkout and you're going through and then you see you know a person do you just bank that image and go right that is 75 year old you know white woman pink hair da, 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 da. you know do you just start building up characters yeah. and then when someone asks you a thing you go oh well, i do this to her nails i do this to her lips i do this to her hair yeah it's exactly that Amazing. but uh it's you can't help it. I mean, uh, do you get caught daughter, on the train and people are like, why is that woman yes, staring at my face? My daughters <laughs> say it to me all the time and they're two grown ups. They go, Mom, stop it. You're looking. And I'm going, I'm not looking again. You're banking yes, a face you. again, oh. Mom. <laughs> You're face banking. Just leave them alone. <laughs> it's really embarrassing. <laughs> and sometimes I literally do want to go over to somebody and go, Why? What? How have oh. you? What have you? I mean, I'm just, I, I, I love you just go uh, hi i'm a makeup artist i just want to tell you that that eyeshadow <laughs> is fantastic on your face it's, and there's lots of times when i do have interaction with people like if you're in a you know buying something in a shop i will yeah. actually tell them there's something i like about it or go nice. that's, that's a really great way of wearing that why did you think of that mm. you know and it's you just i want to know but i want to know about the character because mm. i have to have discussions with actors all the time when they're building their characters oh, it's amazing. no use me just going this is this is the image uh, we have for you this is what you're going to be mm. you have to have an open dialogue with them because you they they know who this character is they're going to play mm. and you're there to facilitate that as well as make sure that all the people have written it and helped producing it are happy with that look as well mm. but you have to you have to formulate a conversation with your actor and I guess they do it all the time as well. I do, like mm. you saying it now. I'm like, yeah, if I was an actor, I'd be doing the same because if I need to play the cranky looking Spanish dude, I'd be looking at cranky looking Spanish dudes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. That's really, So how does that conversation go? Do you just, you're, it's in prep. They've just been cast. You sit them down and you just go, right, what do you picture? Yes. That's the first, when you first fitting with them, you ask them about their character. Or how do they feel about their character? What do they see in their character? Uh, you've all usually by that time you've been given a bit of information from uh, your director because you've already had sat down and had a meeting with your director about the creative side of it and what they're looking for in these characters. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to implement that as well. And plus you've had a, a conversation with costume and been up and seen their designs, what they're doing. So you, it's a marriage of all of it together. But mm. the first thing is, is like, uh, so how do you feel about this character? Who do you see them as? And you need to have read their dialogue. You need to understand what that character is going through, where it's mm. come from. So you have to have that whole background story on that character. Um, and I learned that of years of, um, I used to be the head of hair and makeup at the West Yorkshire Playhouse. Mm. And when that opened as a brand new theatre, sort of like the National of the North, and we were a really young team that ran that. Um, and we had two theatres and both of them had like 16 shows a year each, but we used Is that to a lot? 
16 yeah. that sounds a lot because yeah, they've got a run of uh, four to five weeks as well which you've got wow. to repeat those as well so you're over overlapping all the time so you'd always have like another ensemble of actors coming in yeah um and i was very lucky i started um, right at the beginning i said to them this is how i'd like to be able to do it with this department and i'd like to be able to just come in and sit at rehearsals and just watch so I'd sit and watch and then I'd get a feel for how the actors were physically nice. taking on the characters. Mm. And then I would have the first chat with them. They'd come up to the makeup room, we'd sit there and we'd just, they'd just tell me what they were looking for, how they felt they felt they needed something. And sometimes I'd send them away back to rehearsals with something um, and then they'd come back and go... Something like a, a tick or a physical something? Physical something. So sometimes it could be, you know, say for example, they decided they wanted a really big moustache for the first part mm. because that character had just come back from war or whatever it was. Mm. And then when they get into the physical sense of doing the rehearsals again, that's not working because there's a there's a scene where I have to, you know, the lady of the house comes in and I really have to kiss her and I'm actually worried that that's going to interfere with us. And plus, I don't want the moustache. I'm worried. I'll be worrying. She'll be worrying. It's live live theatre will the tash stay on will half of it come off and you don't want to have that dialogue in your yeah, head yeah 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 so you you accommodate them that's what you do all the mm. time um but yeah that's so that's where i learned the trick from um but i love chatting to people about their lives i love it i love that's what i'm loving about this <laughs> like, this is i'm like i'm having a great time i'm doing as we spoke off i'm doing like two three a day yeah. i'm just hearing so many wonderful stories it's, it's fantastic. Uh, somebody told me once, they said, um, they said, everybody's got a story. Mm. And that's the thing is you've, you've just got to get that story out of that person. Mm. And then it opens up a huge conversation of so much. And then you've, you, you can go back into somebody's personal life. There'd be something so small to them. But once you make that connection with them and that one story, it's fantastic. I love it. Um, what well, I mean that one person that's inspired the most amount of characters? Has there been that one woman or man that you've gone, yeah, I'm, that's my kind of basis for something? Um, I'm trying to. You mean if if an actor, one actor that is no, really... if if just someone in the public, if you're like all of a sudden you're like there was this there once there was this woman at a bus stop. And every time I think about her, she, you know, it's like every, every time I'm trying to cling to a character, that's my person that I go to. Um, no, because there's too many. No, <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's just it's too like you're running many. dry in lockdown. You're like, I need it's to get just... out. <laughs> <laughs> well, the street I live on them, uh, I live here at the moment. The majority of them are over 70. So myself and uh, like four other neighbours, we've been caught noting them or we've nice. got what's We've got them all on WhatsApp, so there's yeah, I've got plenty of characters around here. <laughs> um, but I can't think of one off the top of my head. Oh, I mean, there was not so long ago where I did the film Ready Player One, mm -hmm. um, Spielberg's film, and yeah, yeah. did a name drop then. Hello, um, let me just pick that up for you. Sorry, Clang! <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh. I remember I was I was going because I'm always going on courses and I was going off to do like another barbering course and on the way there this girl walked across the street and I almost nearly tackled her to the ground because her hair was just so freaking amazing it was 
it looked like Kajigudgu from the 80s. It looked like a, um, a dreadlock uh, hippie from a festival. Mm. Uh, it, it was just this multitude of so many things that we were trying to put together when this film started, because mm. uh, Ready Player One was set in the near future mm. where we'd uh, a massive virus or something had happened <laughs> and the whole world had been locked down and there were drones. No, it doesn't sound, like, doesn't sound realistic at all. No, no so. it doesn't sound realistic <laughs> at all. Anyway, but there, um, uh, so it was set in the near future, so you should recognise things, but mm. equally, um, uh, it had an element of the 80s. Mm. So you had to have that little twist of the 80s into it, but nice. something had to look like it was something you'd never seen before. And this girl was that. So I, I asked her, could I stop her and take photographs of her? And I said, look, I'm not a weirdo. I showed her my Instagram page. I, I showed her as much as I possibly could. You know, like, oh, I am a real person. You can look me <laughs> up, Google me now on your phone. Yeah. Anyway, she let me take loads of photographs of her. and. Um, we used her as the basis of like oh, the majority wow. of, of the the hair looks for loads of the crowd then. Um, Should have got her in. Get well, her in, be say, one of the cast, be an essay or something. I did say to her and she went, no, nah, I'm fine. No, nah, like, right. people like go, I'm, no, I'm all right. <laughs> but it's a film. You're like, yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm fine. I did stop another woman in Westfield about a month ago as well um, about her look. And then she took and she changed her hair it was just fantastic and I was saying it was so weird because we were trying to figure out how to do this hairstyle on somebody mm. and this woman was just in front of me going up on the escalators coming out to Westfield and again I had to go and stop yeah of course you do um and she um where's the film gods giving you the the solution to the problem that you've been asking cancer Oh wow! Sorry, you 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 stopped there. All I heard was cancer. You stopped yeah, her. What and, happened? And I, I asked her about her, and then she uh, she just told me that she'd had cancer, and that's why she'd had to change the styling of her hair. It wow. was fantastic. You'd never know. It was so brilliant, and I was like, I was gobsmacked, and she was thrilled oh, to be amazing. Absolutely thrilled to be. Really Look who I am. I am a. I, I work on massive films. I think you're fantastic. All of a sudden, she's like. Oh wow, little Pepperness yeah. step. Oh, amazing. It was just but um but there you are, you have a conversation with somebody mm. and then they just it, we all love to communicate with each other. We yeah. all pretend we don't and we all live with our noses in our phones, but mm. nine times out of ten you stop and talk to somebody, they're gonna tell you everything. It's great. Love it. So then tell us how you went from the theatre then to TV and, and film. Um, so my first dip into uh, film was a film called Straight to Video. Um, <laughs> did it go straight to video? It wasn't meant to. I don't know why it did. Um, it was, uh, what's it called? Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Oh, sorry. I thought that was the name of the film. You're saying the first, all oh, right, okay. It's totally no, misunderstood. That you. was the name of the film, Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Yeah, I thought you were saying it was straight to video. And I was like, oh, what straight a great to video. Oh, straight to video. film. Sorry. So um, Joseph, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, what Still they quite a theatre background though, wasn't it? That's yeah. Well, that, that was theatrical. the whole reason. What they decided right. is that the guy who'd actually designed the whole show said, um, and he was designing it for the film. He said, I do not want uh, loads of film people coming and doing this. 
Mm. There's there's a difference to this. This has to look theatrical as well. Because mm. basically what they wanted, they wanted to take the stage production, put it on a massive sound stage and film it. So you've got more scope to be around. So you didn't have the proscenium arch of the theatre in the way and all of that. They wanted to get up and in and around and mm. film it. So, um, so my first job um, was Pinewood on the big nice. 007 stage. Love and it. I was like, oh! and they um they had uh loads and loads of people from um uh, uh music videos doing it mm. so there was all this fancy camera work i'd, I'd never seen before i'd never been in it on a sound stage i didn't know anything about it it's like the first time going working in the opera i had no idea about it yeah, yeah. but you learn really quickly mm. um and then the people that uh, I'd met there, basically they were people I used to work at because I was on the first team of Phantom of the Opera when that first opened. Mm-hmm. And they'd all gone into film eventually. And then they'd just go, oh, let's get Spob in and get her to come and help us on this. So nice. it was it was always like people that you knew. Mm. But it was, the the part about that is I went away, I did that film and I went away and I went back, back home going, oh, you know, that was nice. Um, and then, because I was living up in Leeds, um, uh, we were up there with our kids, bringing our kids up, you know, yeah. and that's what we did. That's where we were working. And um, I got this phone call and one of those friends from there, John Henry, he said, uh, are you still living in Leeds, Bob? Like, yeah. And he said, oh, we're bringing a film up there. Can you come and help us? So I went, yeah. And my, one of my busy mates, Kim and I, we were put in a room at the back of the town hall with loads and loads and loads of bits of hair, so much hair and stuff. <laughs> and they said, we're doing a scene from a hairdressing competition. So we're going to send you in the extras and we just want you to do as many outrageous and ridiculous hairdos as, as you want. And Amazing. Made up and went, what? <laughs> Are you Amazing. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we were chucking out everything. And uh, the designer then, Jenny Shokel, she came back to see us and we, we didn't know, we didn't know who she was, but we were meant to know, but we didn't know who she was. Um, <laughs> yeah, whisper that bit. No one will hear you when you whisper it. Yeah, sensible. And um, so, no, Jen came back to look at us and she was, all we heard her saying down the corridor, well, who's doing all of this? And we went, oh, Oh, and we just uh, thought we were in, such in trouble. Big trouble. <laughs> and, then, and then she came and she went, This is fantastic. Oh, oh amazing. And then that team uh, invited us on to the rest of the job. Mm. And then uh, Jen did um, her next film after that. She just asked me, Would I be her supervisor? So I did this massive leap. Oh, wow. Yeah. From just coming in being a daily. Um, to jumping on to being a supervisor. But because at this point, you know, I was I was a mum of two. Um, I'd already run the West Multitasking, it's like, you know. Yeah, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd had big jobs in theatre as well. I mean, when you can run a whole department in, in an mm. opera house, you can run a crowd room, you know, yeah. in film. I just needed to learn new terminology. Yep, easy um, enough. Yeah, I learned very quickly about budgeting. I learned very quickly about people's overtimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you're back, Cisco. You've Hello. Found... Yeah, the internet was a little <laughs> bit weird there. Yeah, it did. No, I just learned, I learned so much on the job. Mm. I, I, I had to learn really quickly. And you learn 
you learn to listen. That's what you learn. That's the biggest thing I could possibly. What are you say. listening to? You learn. You're having to listen to all the other grown-ups, and you learn to listen, and you learn to digest all the information. You learn not to be reactionary to whatever they're saying, and you learn to answer back in a very calm voice, and you learn to say things like, "I'm going to come back to you on that. I just need to check something." Nice. Because you do, you need to have, you need to have a moment to go. I need to go back and read the script. What happens there? Mm. Um, rather than than doing it straight off the cuff and going, oh, you can do, we can do this, we can do it. No, you just actually literally have to take a moment and go. I'll come back to you. Mm. Um, and then it means you can ask someone. He said they said this. Right? Are we all going to be able to do this? Have we got enough time? Will it be ready? You know, so you're back in your workroom looking, going, can we physically do this? Mm. So I think that's where that came from, really, like understanding um, that when you when you when you move up, you have to take your time. You have to really listen and you have to know your shizzle as well. You have to know everything. You have to know that schedule inside out. You have mm. to know that script inside out. You need to know everything. Yeah. So what would you, like there's some brilliant advice there for that next gen coming up. What would you say to yourself? If you, you now, at whatever point, would you have a little bit of advice for yourself? Um, oh, I wouldn't change anything I'd ever done. Uh, I'd probably say, <laughs> I wish I'd done yoga from an early age. And Clever. Done it every single day. Um, and that's just purely because the job's so grueling. Mm. Um, and to keep yourself fit and healthy. Um, but everything else, because you learn at every job something new, mm. but you have to understand that it's not about you. It's nothing's personal, it's not about you. Above you, there's the money. And the mm. money is the one that's having to do all the thinking. And you have to help them facilitate that budget and make it work. So uh, I just wouldn't change much. Do yoga, learn about budgeting. <laughs> nice. Um, but, I mean, the thing is, is, if you've got the creative bug in you, it's always going to be there. You're always going to be shown how to do something. Yeah. There's always somebody above you. You're always going to have that chance to be really creative as well. But in my role, I'm very lucky I get to do both. Mm. You keep cutting out. Are you all right? You keep going. Yeah, fine. <laughs> I'm hearing. So I, I tried to, I tried to say as little as possible so that I didn't, <laughs> I could, I can do my listening, and then I all the little Zoom farts that happen, I just chop out. Um, yeah. But I have. I think it's also because I've done. Um, so I worked in Toupay, worked in Opera. I toured around the UK with loads of tours, went to the West Yorkshire Playhouse, was there for nine years, but worked in loads of other theatre companies up and down the country, went into film, stepped out of film for a bit, went to TV dramas, okay. uh, just because I wanted to work on that fast-paced continuity small team. Mm. Um, and then I went and opened my own business with my mate, and we created big hair and makeup trailers that went into festivals and we did that for four years so we traveled around all the festival circuits for four years and got all our film mates to come and work on it nice um and we'd either sometimes be backstage sometimes we'd be out front with the punters which was hysterical um <laughs> exhausting 
Yeah. And really hard running your own business. Mm. Really, really, really hard. Really, really tough. I take my hat off to anyone because you think about it 24 7, mm. seven days a week. It is really tough. And then um, I would do odd bits of filming in between. And then after that, I got a job uh, because of it. Um, I got a job with a new company that's starting up as um, in a new makeup company. And it was um, a little British company and they wanted to change the world of makeup, but they wanted to have it okay. from all various different perspectives. And they found out about me and um, they offered me like a fancy job and I got head of professional uh, development. Oh, hello. Does that even fit on a label? Does that even fit on a thing? That's like a double name tag, surely. No, it's historical. And so, you know, I had to, I had to talk to board members and shareholders and uh, do massive presentations to say what was going to happen next for the, you know, what spring collection they were going to do. Um, and plus, then I had to train the teams to make sure that they knew everything about the professional world in the film sense, mm. the TV sense. So it was it was quite a big job. But in between that, I used to do commercials. Nice. And that's where I met the lovely Bev Pond-Jones. The Bev Pond-Jones and Wicked Angles. <laughs> um, but I used to do that in between, which was fantastic. Yeah. And it was, it was like having bite-sized films. Mm. And that's what I loved about doing commercials. Um, they were fast paced, think on your feet, change any, anything at a drop of a hat. But it was, you know, it's, but again, because I'd come from the business world, I could understand, because I could understand it from the client's point of view. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd actually been the client as well before. So it's like, mm. hang on, I, I know what that feels like. And I know the pressure that you have mm. being the client from your bosses above that as well, because it's about how your product is presented. Mm. Um, and then I gave all that up and went back into film again. So here I am nice. back in film. Loving it? Loving it. Loving nice. it, loving it, loving it. I mean, it's, what is it? I think I'm in 34 years of being a hair and makeup artist. Gosh. Um, and people will say, do you enjoy your job? And I go, hmm, yeah, I think I do. <laughs> We've done so many, like it's, it's not that you've just done one thing for 30, you know, you've kind of, tasted no. and i guess does that just keep your enthusiasm fresh definitely um i'm not one for being like captured into a full-time job hmm. and i think that's from like i say lovely barbie burrows from grindborn who was my first real should that be hilarious if you literally just gave her a call this week and gone okay i want to come back now it's been you know 20 years yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like who is this it's bob spob who <laughs> yeah, it would, it would be hysterical. But she's, um, she's. I think she's. Yeah, you know, I know she's left there now, and she's running her own, um, like private. You can have, you can go and train with Barbie Barra. Wow. I mean, like, what's the school called? I don't even know. I think if you just put Googled in Barbie Barra's teaching, you know, hair and makeup, hair. She does yeah, mainly yeah. wigs, and then you should just come up. Um, but I think because I like moving around loads, I like mm. change. I, I like all of that, um, but because that's like our job anyway, isn't it? Where it's constantly yeah. changing, isn't it? You've mm. you've got to be you've got to be ready to be able to go. Oh no, we've we've dropped that. We're doing something else next. So I love it. <laughs> Even though you just spent an hour doing it, it's like okay, <laughs> start again. <laughs> well, well, look, you... I've 
I'm having such an amazing chat. I don't want to take it back. We've done 45 and I'll normally keep to that, but I oh, don't want to it. cut you off if you've got things to do. Wow. What do you That's have? Amazing. You got, you got, do you want to have the last question? Yeah. Have you got time for the last question? Yeah. Um, now, I kind of want to just straight up thank you for coming on and just giving us a sense because a lot of people kind of think of a department and they don't think about all of the other things that go with it, the organization of where you can go and what you can do and theater and TV and film. Um, and I just want to kind of give you a massive, massive thank you to, to opening up the eyes of people that don't really know much about what, you know, they just think, oh, it's a, it's a bag of cones and you just go and, you know, paint some faces. Like, no, it's a hell of a lot more. And every department yeah. has probably got that same thing that people just think that Griffin is just doing this. So thank you for kind of opening up that world. Um, and I'd like to give the last two minutes, five minutes, however long you want, of just a chance for you to say thank you or to, to give a shout out to anyone or do anything like that. Oh, there's so many people. Um, there you go. It's like the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I should just... I the only award and I the winner is... Yeah, the only award I, and this was years ago, right at the beginning, I would have, I'd love to have held up a BAFTA. That was back nice. in the early days. I, I don't really feel like that anymore because. Yeah, you do, um, don't worry, you'll win it. It'll no, happen. no, because it's a whole team. That's the important bit. Right. Um, like I said to you in the, uh, when we were talking off camera, I am makeup mum mm. uh, to our department. And yeah. that's, that's, that's what fit, I, I really, I love that more than anything in making sure that they were all all right. I love, I love getting the, the chickens at the beginning and just going and showing them, showing them how they can they get they're step out. eggs. They're just yeah. eggs when you get them and you've got God, to keep them warm. Yeah. And, oh God. I mean, it's, do you know what's fantastic is that they all become mates and then they come back and they tell you, as my daughter's tech say to you, we've got so many makeup, uh, other kids in the family here. Mm. Um, and they go, oh yeah, your makeup daughter. Oh, makeup son. <laughs> you talk about them more to friends. Like, oh, yeah. I, you know, your kids are like, you know, you actually have some kids as well that you can spend some time yeah. with. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, and both my girls are not. Uh, they don't want to do this at all. They haven't done it. They've gone into. They have gone into parts of the industry, but not done it. So shout outs. Um, I would first of all, Ron Freeman who yeah. lit the light bulb has to be take my hat off yeah, to that amazing. man thank he, you he just he he's and that's why i love going around to colleges and i love doing things like this because if i can inspire anybody to go off and work in our industry you mm. know uh, thank you i'd really like to be able to do that barbie burrows as i've already mentioned three times <laughs> i love already i don't even know but i love her I know, she's fantastic. um john henry and jenny shirkle who gave me the opening doors to film can't thank mm. them enough um my fab mate Bev Pon James for commercials. I mean, her and Faye Hammond, they were the ones that pushed me into commercials nice. and just kept going, come and help, come and do this. Hmm. Um Rattling Stick for always being there and always employing me, but I've been employed by so many of the other production companies. Um hmm. and um my busy mate Kim, oh Kim. Uh, oh, she's 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 the one that's been at my side every step of the way uh we've done so many things we were the two standing in that back room making those yeah. stupid hairdos we were the ones that set up a company together that um we went around touring all over the country with the festivals for four years we've done all sorts of dark stupid things together um and one person I'd really like to say a big thank you to who meant a lot to me in our in our commercials industry was Lucy Booth, 
Nice. Um, who's no longer with us, but um, buy the book. Yeah, we've both got the book. We've both got us. the book. Go buy the book. Um, the life of um, death. Lucy, I was doing a commercial for, I think it was, I can't, oh, it was Hovis. It was a massive Hovis one. And there was these big, huge shots. It was massive. I think Ringham was even directing it. I can't remember. Hmm. Um, Faye Hammond was designing. Uh, Faye went to me, come in and supervise this for me. Hundreds and hundreds of people to get out in period costume and hair and um, Lucy Booth. You've got 20 minutes. Oh shit. Yeah. Lucy, Lucy was just basically, well, how are you going to do this? What are you going to wear? You know, anyway, she was brilliant at it all. Mm. And um, she said the one thing that she said was the fact that I fought for everybody's price, making sure they all got paid properly. Nice. And she said, and the other thing is, she said, the funniest thing you said to me, she said, I was terrified of you because you were so organized and on it. And then uh, at the just when I came in to check to see the last people going out, you I, I turned around to Lucy and I went, I've run out of hair. <laughs> she just, she said that just cracked me up. She said there was this woman I was like really quite scared of. That's what Lucy used to say. She said, I was really scared of you. You were scary. Spot. You were so on it. So organised everything. Weren't taking anybody's shit. And then there you are, you turn around and just go, I've run out of hair. <laughs> it just humanised you. Yeah, and it was, but she uh, she would always call me out. She, you know, uh, didn't matter what, all sorts of things. But it was always uh, always a fun job if you had Lucy. Yeah, rest um, in peace. And Sally. And yeah, yeah. Gang. I mean, and um, I bumped into Howie uh, not so long ago. We had a nice. At them. So it's just all the usual nice. gang. I just, they're, the commercial gang are just a gorgeous, gorgeous family. Mm. And they've welcomed me with open arms. And... I know I go off into the nutsoid film world and I think I'm all mad, I'm mad, but um, I just like it. I like doing a bit of that for a while. I'm dipping my toes in many different ponds. Nice. Um, but if anybody, you know, would like to ask more about it, you know, yeah. and my world or got any other questions, they can always find me on that dreadful thing, Facebook, which I hate. I'm easy to find on LinkedIn. Where are you, Bob O'Brien? Yes, Bob O'Brien. I'm really easy to find. Um, uh, Instagram, but I never answer anybody on Instagram. <laughs> just so just Facebook, Facebook, and LinkedIn, top two. Yeah, they're the Amazing. top two by me. Yeah, um, and I, it's. I think it's in this in this weird time. Don't be worried about it. Um, don't be worried about all the investment you put into it. It eventually mm. comes. We yeah. all we all find our door. We all find our path in. Um, I, I was Sharon from Kent. I had no idea that that world existed out the there. Physiotherapist, I, the physiotherapist, man. The physiotherapist. And I'm now Bob that works on massive groping movies and commercials all over the place. So, yeah, like you know, booked you, up, what, five years in advance, 10 years in advance? Yeah. I 25 years. It's, <laughs> you know what? It's got to get in quick if you want to. You've got to get in quick. I just say to everybody, have a laugh, enjoy yeah. it. Please be nice to people along the way. Um, it, that's the one thing. I was so lucky that I had so many gorgeous people um, that helped me along the way. And I think we just got to all do that for each other and, and just reach out. Listen, I'm one of the elderly ones. We're disappearing soon. Um, the door's open. There's loads of room for you all to come in. And I always say to all the students I'm talking to, you've got to remember you're the future. I know we can be your mentors. Yeah. You're going to be the next ones doing it. So mm. you've got to think about what you want to see for your future. You've got to start manifesting it. 
Manifest it, man. Oh, so much wisdom. <laughs> I'm like, so this is from this. <laughs> wisdom. Oh, you know, we can come no, up with it. It's just mum talk, isn't it? That's how I'm makeup, mum. <laughs> and uh, mum, thank you for coming on. Thank you You're for welcome. sharing your wisdom and your chat and your story. Because as I said to you before, I wanted this to be a place that, you know, there might be people that have known you 20 years that will just find something that, oh, I didn't know that she did this and I didn't know that she did that. And then on top of that, the next Bob, who's 15, 16, 17, that's, you know, yeah. working at Mac or whatever, or working at a department store doing, you know, think, you know, starting off, there's a, a process there's a journey there that they can hear about and hold you up as that you know holy grail that they go oh i want no, to be the next mom listen it's really easy it's only it's you just have to step in the room don't you and sometimes it's not actually about being the center of attention mm. that's the part about our job it's just about actually being there isn't it and the door is open and I'm saying all oh, those terrible cliches, but honestly, it really is. It's, it's there for the taking. You'll just find it. Eventually you'll find it. I found it cause I read the stage every day. So you just might have to find a different portal to go to. And I think probably this Cisco is, is just brilliant. I hope one day you actually do maybe, um, uh, when we're all allowed to gather together it'd be great if you got everybody at spoke on here and then all the students managed to listen here and we all nice. got to together in a big room oh be and it'd be like like let's guess who they are <laughs> <laughs> i love it'd it we'd really do like some awesome. big like film god's party yeah you listen really on down yeah i love it yeah i just it's I, I i'm all for that you just need to pass on your information i'm yeah. just i never hide anything just ask me and if I don't there it know, is. I've always got a friend that will know. So yeah, yeah. There, that's Facebook, Spob, LinkedIn, students, hit her up, ask her all the questions, do it, yeah. do, do it. it. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much for your all time, right, mate. Um, ladies thank and gents, you. thank you for listening. Send it to your daughters, your, your husbands, your wives, anyone that wants to get into makeup, anyone that wants to get into that department and hair and, and just be creative send them it let them listen um thank you for listening and thank you for doing everything that you're doing ladies and gents and downloading and sharing um and until we meet again you lovely people that is a wrap so that was a chat with the king or queen in the game i'll give it a shout at the end so you all know the name it's the film gods podcast the what the film god podcast